welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 into 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%, you can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. If we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out, but we have a lot of fun at the same time. But part of the process to get that good is that you need to be grounded in reality. All right. Uh, we call this a hot effect podcast because, as Renee Descartes said, a life left unexamined is not worth living. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other jobs to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, make it the highest and best use of our time. We use decision science, return to the mean, probability theory. But in this podcast, it's about self-review, right? We use a little bit of psychotherapy. My wife's been a psychotherapist for 18 years. I've learned a lot. <laughs> you have to feel, you have to feel the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation of making the wrong decision better identify and analyze any situation to get close to the truth. Elon Musk says that to predict outcome, right? The richest man in the world, Elon Musk, to predict outcomes, you have to get to the truth. But again, as middle class, upper middle class people, we do not have the resource Elon Musk has to get to the truth. But what we can do is get to the truth get as close to the truth as possible. It starts with you. It starts with us. You can't live in a fantasy world. You can't believe in the Easter Bunny. You can't believe in Santa Claus. Perception is 50-50. And then, you know, we're lied to uh, constantly. So you cannot be a legend in your own mind. You can't overestimate your ability to do anything. You can't make excuses for negative outcomes. You have to be accountable. You have to expect, accept responsibility. And you have to uh, improve whatever endeavor you're in by 10 to 20% by using the Hawthorne effect, right? And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, usually better to 20%. Uh, us, off the bat, we're in the 50s. But through this effect, the Hawthorne effect, we, you know, we increase 10 to 20%. In the case of last week, or not last week, but week five, we were uh, 14 and 2, 87.5%, and made $11,330. So, again, we use business and financial concepts. We use decision science, right? We turn to the mean, I said. Probability theory, highest level, but probability theory is 80%. That's why that 87.5% number is so important to us. Another business concept is 
smartest person in any particular room. You are in the wrong room, right? For those listening to the podcast, uh, at a later date, today is Kevin McCarthy Day, where Kevin McCarthy <laughs> thought he was going to be speaker, but he's he thought he was the smartest person in the room, and he is not. And uh, he's in trouble. So we bring in people. The more people we have on the podcast, the better record we have. We have Chad uh, helping us out, giving us diversity, youth diversity. And I have a few questions for you, Chad. But what are your first thoughts? Yeah, man, we had a a really good bounce back week, kind of just as predicted after kind of a 50-50 week last week. Um, So... You know, I think that was was uh, you know we kind of bounced back how we how we always do. It was a great week. Um, you know, still still left some stuff out there we could have cleaned up, but you know, pretty much did percentage wise about as best you can do. You know, mid seventy percent there. Um, you know, for the week. So, I mean, super happy about that. I mean, that's it's uh, you know if you're you you made some money this week if you took our picks and I, uh, you know, it's last week of the season here. Um, you know, it's going to be uh, interesting to see exactly how all this stuff plays out. But, you know, I think the team last week, uh, you know, I was talking about how we were able to, you know, kind of navigate a lot of edges with motivation, teams that are going to, you know, cruise to the playoffs in elimination games. Um, I think that's very similar this week. You know, you can kind of – what teams are tanking for that draft pick, uh, what, what owners don't want to pay travel costs to be go on the road in a playoff game. Um, you know, what teams are playing with their life on the line that are trying to, you know, win at all costs and, you know, not get eliminated. So um, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of different factors to, to get some edges this week. Right. One big edge we have is that we don't believe in Santa Claus and we don't believe in the Easter Bunch, right? Uh, we give you information you don't get anywhere else. So I was talking to a very, very successful uh, doctor, Dr. Benson, right? Sometimes you have somebody who's a doctor of English, but he's a doctor that doesn't do anybody any good. This guy's, this guy's a healer, multimillionaire doctor, could retire, but he's still helping people. And what he told me was that what happened to the Buffalo Bill of Safety is either one or two things, that he has a heart condition that had him have cardiac address, uh, arrest and reading in the Washington Post, he wasn't breathing. His heart wasn't moving for nine minutes before they revived him. And now he's sedated with a tube inside. The other thing is that he was doing a bunch of coke and meth at these hotels. They get targeted by prostitutes, people with sexual trafficking and a lot of drug money. They know how to get inside hotels and get to work. So the fact that the Bills have been living out of hotels for three weeks, these NFL players were targets for really high-end uh, prostitution and drugs. So there's only that's only the two things that could happen to him. Uh, how do you think? Because you're you're his age. You're maybe like four years older than he is. You're younger than me. I'm 51. Really. I don't have any kids, right? So I'm kind of detached from the the youth of our nation. How do you think that's going to affect the players this week? 
I mean, yeah, man, everyone, everyone's going to be, you know, heartbroken over that, man. First and foremost, man, prayers out to him and his family, man. Yeah. I mean, playing the game of football my whole life and watching my brother play it. And it's like, right. you know, no one should have to see that on live television. Their, their son collapsed like that. I mean, it's a terrible right. thing. We, we really, really hope that every, everything can, uh, can work out for the best, you know? And I mean, he just can, can live a normal life again, you know, after all this, um, you know, screw football at this point, man, just, just being able to have a family and, and, and live, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for these teams to bounce back. I mean, I think this is something that, you know, you know, could, could take, you know, months and months, you know, and, you know, I, I had a similar situation happen um, in, in high school, actually my, uh, my junior year, um, you know, we're, it's the end of the school year. We're about two weeks away from graduation. Um, all the, I was a junior getting ready for my senior year. So all of us were lifting weights right. up in the way, but all the seniors getting ready to graduate, right. They were done in football PE. They were all messing around down in the basketball court, just, you know, end of the year stuff. And uh, one of our teammates, a big offensive lineman, um, Anthony Vea was his name, a uh, big, big, big Samoan guy, you know, six, four, right. three under, um, he, he, he passed out in the, in the gym, um, Ooh. some situation with a heart, you know, cardiac heart arrest and, uh, you know, he, uh, everybody thought he was joking around because he was kind of that type. He was always a jokester and, um, no one knew, you know, and he was down. And then by the time the ambulance got him and got him to the hospital, he was pronounced dead at the hospital. And, um, you know, this was in PE class there. And I mean, this kid was, everybody knew him, man. He was so loud spoken and, and he was so, you know, he was the biggest guy on campus. He, we had a trick play where he could throw the ball 70 yards, but he was a lineman. <laughs> right. We did play and he completed it to me for a 70 yard gain and you know we would work on it after practice every day him throwing. <laughs> you know so i had a good relationship and it, it was i mean it was hard for me you know we went in there um you know i saw his body in the in the emergency room you know you know kind oh. of touched his body one last time and man i mean it was i was watching all my friends and buddies i mean people were shaking to their core i mean people right. were the whole school i mean and they they had you know, actually, I was in a couple classes with them. They had counselors come to every class, um, wow. you know, talk with the kids, mental health, and just, you know, come in if they needed, you know, resources. But it was, it was, it was crazy. The next day at school, you had 2,500 kids out there at recess, and there's not a, you could hear a pen drop. I mean, mm. it was somber, you know, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it affected the teachers. Every people didn't even know. I mean, the whole school was affected, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just can only imagine. It's going to take a lot of time here. I mean, um, it's, it's going to be, um, a, a morning process and it's definitely going to be, it's going to affect the way that some games play out in the future here, the remaining. You know, I've had three events, uh, similar to that. And it's good that, uh, now these days, uh, you have counselors come in my day, you know, graduated from high school in 1990. They didn't have that. So actually four events, right? And I'll go through them quickly. One of them was this ridiculously hot girl, junior year of high school. And I remember she used to sit right next to me in math class. Uh, you know, tall, blonde, you know, booming, you know, 34, double D, whatever. One day, you know, we used to laugh all the time. And she was dating this guy she probably shouldn't have been dating. And then I get to class one day, and I heard that uh, she poured gasoline on herself. And set her body on fire. 
that was traumatic, you know, to, to hear that from somebody you wouldn't think would do that. Somebody you're laughing with, you're looking in the eyes and, you know, they're laughing with been to school with her, you know, since, you know, whatever, ninth grade, eighth grade, middle school, da, da, da. now we're juniors, we know each other for years. And she does something like that unexpected. Uh, then we had Barry Brown on the basketball team. Uh, he ended up being playing at Jacksonville. Uh, I think he's an NCAA ref right now. But uh, leading scorer on the team, he goes out senior year, clowning around, shoots a gun in the air. Half a mile later, he hits some girl in the head and kills her. So he, he's going to jail on, on uh, tips of murder charges. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that felt like a death, death of this poor girl death of a very important person that you knew that you're clowning around with on the basketball team leading scorer uh, his son is Barry Brown Jr. who is playing for the Cavaliers and I think Barry Brown might have, might have played a year for the Boston Celtics but that was like a death right very important part of your team another one was this soccer player guy that I knew very well uh, he was a great soccer player and he was black and everybody's like, why don't you play football or basketball? He was a soccer player. He ends up breaking his neck senior year. That felt like death. And then um, Orion and Dorian, two brothers I used to love to death to this day. Great friends to this day, right? On Facebook, they were part of a robbery and the people come in and rob their house. I believe they shot and killed their mom in, uh, One guy, because they told him to keep the head down, one brother put his head up and shot him in the head. So th those are just devastating things that I used to blow off as a kid, but they have traumatic effect. So all those memories of all those NFL players that are going through stuff like that, you know, sudden, sudden death of people that you barely know, but, you know, you kind of know they're acquaintances. There's a lot of traumatic stuff that probably taking me years to come kind of deal with it. So people deal with it in different ways, right? It's like a bumper. Um, that people deal with it. And, and one too, when I was in, uh, in my late 20s, there was this younger kid, really good kid, really nice kid, very good looking guy, very successful with the ladies, was making good money. And the same thing happened. He was playing soccer. And it was like a death. He lived, but he became paralyzed from the neck down playing soccer at 28 years old. So people are saying, oh, I've never seen this before or whatever, but you and I have stories. <laughs> we all, we've seen it happen, right? And before we get into the games, I'll ask you this. Has this ever happened to you? Because it's happened to me a couple of times. And that's what I felt like watching the game last night. This happened to actually two or three times where I was about your age and you're out at the club, right? And you're having a good time, you're dancing. Then the hottest girl you've ever seen, suddenly you're kissing the hottest girl you've ever seen. You're at the club, you're having a good time. Her two friends are like models and they tell you where the after party is. You're having a good time laughing. Next thing you know, you hear shots ring out. <laughs> Somebody got shot. 
or there's a big fight breaks out. You know, like, why are these people fighting and shooting each other where you should be out having a good time out at night? And that's kind of how it felt. I was sitting there trying to get away from real life, decompressed from, you know, sitting up the next day at work. We're seven and one, college football. <laughs> the Rose Bowl was wonderful, right? The World Bowl was wonderful because they had Penn State in the over, the over hit late for seven and one day. Right, and you're watching Monday Night Football, you know, on top of the world, and boom, everything comes crashing down. Buzzkill. Or that ever happened to you, Chad? Yeah, no, I mean, totally. I mean, it's a, it's a total buzzkill, man. I mean, it's stuff. I mean, that happens all the time, man. And the night's going great. The night's going great. Everything's going. Yeah, <laughs> it happens, and you're like, what the. I mean, yeah, that's happened to me before. I mean, I've been at a in, inside with just me and my girl at a at a bar at a club having a good time, and some dude gets pushed into me and spills his <laughs> all over me. And now he, it's your fault. So, yeah, he's all mad at me now. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? I'm like, bro, they put you. I just you just bumped into me because they pushed you. And next thing I know. There he's getting kicked out, and then the bouncers are wanting to kick me out. And I'm like, dude, there's four of them out there. I'm by myself with my girl. Why are you gonna throw me out there with four dudes? <laughs> right? And yeah, we we're having a great night. Next thing I know, I'm fighting in the street, and yeah, but now I'm running and going home, <laughs> hot, waiting for the Uber to pick us up so we can get out. Of it's yeah, it's yeah I, mean, I mean, that stuff uh, that definitely happens, man. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into these, into these games, man. Right now, I have to preface that because that's the mood going on in football. Because people are like, oh, what are these guys doing? We're decompressing, man, from the real world. Football's supposed to be an escape from it. Yeah. So this is the last Hawthorne effect. You learn from your mistakes. And this process is so vital for us to get 63%, 59%. You can live in Vegas. Nobody gets 63%. Much less give it out, give all the picks out for free. So it's phenomenal what we're doing, man. We're kind of balancing with that evil in the world with some good, good picks. Dallas under 39. So we're going to go bad pick or bad luck, Chad? <sighs> mental health. We do mental health. I'm not a therapist like Anna, but we give people mental health first aid kit. Then we do mental health for sports betting. So you have fun watching the games while you're making money. Remember, we're right up there with the highest percentage that pros get. They get up to 70%. We're at 63%, man. Just one pick away from it. That's what we're working on now. I mean, bad pick or bad luck? I, I say that's bad luck. That was an under game. If yeah, I, I say, yeah. I say bad luck. I mean, it barely went over. It was an under-style game. I mean, you had a 10-6 to 6 game at halftime. Um, you know, 17-13 going there, um, you know, in, into the, uh, you know, the, the end of the, the fourth quarter. So, I mean, that – or the start of the fourth quarter. I mean, that's tough. I mean, um, you know, the the, uh, the Titans got shut out in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, we got 10 points out of the Cowboys. Right. They only would have scored down there. Um, I mean, it's, it's really, too, I mean, getting the best of the number. I mean, you know, it's huge right. here buying that point or half point because, you know, this totals at 39. I mean – um, you know, it even got it was at 40, you know, 40 and a half. Um, you know, so I mean, if you, if right you got, 40, yeah, if right you got 40, 40, 
40 and a half. I mean, you know, there's probably a lot of people that cash this under. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's bad luck. Um, just got to get the yeah, best. We, we had it at 39 and opened at 40. Yeah. 40 would have been a push. Yeah. We could have got 40 and a half for sure. No. And again, the best of number is like I talked to Scott and he's the same way. I'm sure you guys are the same way up there in Menifee. You get half your groceries from Ralph's, half your groceries from Costco, Walmart, Target. Yep. Right? Some stuff you get at Target, some stuff you get at Walmart. Same thing with sports betting. You got to get the best of the number. Have four or five online apps. When you go to Vegas, go to three or four casinos to get the right number. Have different mm-hmm. properties to place your bets in Vegas. Some can help them get you a good number. Some can't. But you always have to, again, market inefficiencies, really. You make more money from market inefficiency than anything else. And handicapping games and thinking you have some special knowledge that some other people don't. But we do because we watch so much football. Tampa Bay under 41. I'm going to call this a bad pick, right? So last couple of weeks of uh, of breaking even, even though we did a little bit better, we got profit. We've been between six to seven bad picks. For me, this is a bad pick. Because I knew Scott said it from the beginning, man. He said, all Tampa Bay wants to do is win the last three games and go to the playoffs, keep things in their back pocket. So I know Brady has things in his back pocket. Suddenly, right, they throw in the blocking scheme, Chad, so he has a bunch of time to throw, lay there in the pocket for two or three minutes, and then lob it to Mike Evans for three bombs. Where has that been all season, right? Well, we know they're they're keeping stuff in their back pocket. They kept that in their back pocket, that that blocking scheme for a bomb to Mike Evans. They kept it in the back pocket for this game to go to the playoffs and to win the division, right? So I I knew they had things in their back pocket, so I should have gone over Tampa Bay. I went under. So I think that was a bad pick. Bad pick or bad luck? Yeah, I don't like this pick at all, man. Um, we're in Tampa, right? We're in some good weather there. Um, right. you know, we got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Definitely going to save some stuff. We knew they were targeting this game, which means they're probably going to score a decent amount of points. Um, and then looking at the other team in the Panthers, man, since Sam Darnold came in four weeks ago in Seattle and won that game, dude, he's been playing really good. And that offense has been averaging, I want to say, 25 to 26 points a game in the last four right. games. So. Um, you know, I think Darnold's got enough going offensively. He looks good that they're, they're you know, capable to score, you know, two, three touchdowns a game. So, um, yeah, bad pick here. Bad pick for sure. This was going over all the way. No, 100%. 100%. It was going over. Uh, so, bad pick. Then we have the Eagles minus six. Bad pick or bad luck? I'll be back in a second. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right, yeah. So, uh, the um, man, this one, I, I just think that the Eagles kind of, I think it is a bad pick. You know, I just think motivation-wise, the Eagles really were conservative in this game, man. They're sitting still, you know, pretty, pretty comfortable to, to, you know, win, win this, um, the one seed here. Uh, 
you know, they're still um, you know, in first place. I don't even know if the Vikings or Niners can catch them um, as of right now. So I think, you know, they kind of conceded this one. And then, you know, when you look at the Saints here, you know, they're, you know, kind of alive in the division per se, you know, if uh, I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but being seven to nine, oh, actually, no, they're eliminated. I'm looking now. So, um, you know, but I don't think they were eliminated last week. That game, you know, this week they're eliminated. But going into last week, they still had some hope. Um, they had not been eliminated yet. So I think that motivation uh, from New Orleans there, um, you know, kind of made a difference. And kind of a Philadelphia team that's already in the playoffs, doesn't game doesn't mean a lot to them, conceded it with backup quarterback there. Uh, so I, I just think that, um, you know, this was this was a bad pick. I think New Orleans was, you know, going to gonna win this game. Um and uh, they just they just had more motivation in this one. The motivational factor played played a big role. Right, and whatever his name is, I'm gonna call him Joe Satriani, the, the guitar player. But he That's needed serious. to open up the game a little bit more. Can you hear me now better? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, he should open up the game plan a little bit more for Minshew. I thought it was watching the game was too constricted and what you're supposed to do what Frank Wright did for uh, Nick Foles is you're, you're supposed to, uh, and they did a good job with it, sort of Oregon State for chance. You're supposed to gear the offense to the quarterback, right? So they should have done a lot more air raid concepts get guys open uh and then uh mentioned through the the rookie quarterback pick that i thought the pick i didn't think it was that bad it was just the fact that he hasn't been playing all year it's just one of those things but other than, other than that uh the saints do have a great defense right uh and it's enough for them to be able to win a game like this. Uh, the veteran defensive coordinator against a young quarterback, it's almost been 80% this year. So, I don't know, bad pick or bad luck. Uh, for me, I think it was a bad pick. I should have gone with the percentages and gone, uh, Dennis Allen's a defensive coordinator against a young guy like uh, Garner Minshew. Next game, we got both sides of it wrong, except for me, right? Mm. Double-digit dogs in the division have been 80%. So me being the disciplined investor that I am, I had Denver plus 14, so I got it right. Yeah. What I got wrong that I should have gotten right, it was a bad pick under 46. This game had overwritten all over it. You got a new coach. Uh, the offensive coordinator is Mike LaFleur. His brother is whatever, Matt LaFleur. <laughs> and they're all Andy Reid disciples. So they know offense. They're going to open it up. They have a good defense, but it was enough to get, try to get, try to win because KC has such a good offense. Uh, they knew they had to go score points. So there was no way they was going to stay under 46. But I did cover, I got Denver plus 14 when the line came out. Double-digit dog in the division, plus a key number. Proud of myself for that pick. That was a good professional pick. What do you think about that game, Chad? Yeah, man, this was a 
one of the few times I've gone against a double digit dog in the division. Um, and yeah, I was, I was, uh, definitely wrong in this one, you know, Andy Reed, you know, kind of take, you know, takes his foot off the pedal sometimes with leads. Um, you know, Denver's trying to see what Russell Wilson's got there. You know, it's a division game, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I just think it's kind of similar to the Eagles coasting out, you know, Kansas City's kind of coasting, looking to win, you know, win the game, you know, conservative, not showing anything, um, saving it all for the playoffs. So yeah, that was a bad pick. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think with, um, you know, they, they, these teams played a couple weeks ago and that game went over. Um, and I, I just, you know, these, they, you know, Russell Wilson was was going to, you know, go out there. They're going to open up the playbook a little bit. And, I mean, you can always count on Kansas City to, to score points. I mean, they've shown that consistently now for about four years in a row. So, um, you know, this game was was going to go over all the way. Also, a little bit of return to the mean now for Denver, who, I mean, is a team that is, you know, only maybe – Two, three, four of their games all year have gone over. So, you know, a little return to the mean there. Um, you know, that's big, you know, Vegas, uh, you know, they're gonna, you know, that, that number is gonna, you know, when a team's of twelve and oh to the under, you know, by the end of the year, that number is gonna come down a little bit. It's not it's not gonna stay there. So I think that was a factor as well. Yeah, they have a different coach, right? Uh they want to play complimentary football. What he, what he was doing was putting handcuffs on the offense. So again, we use business and financial concepts, right? So you got decision science, and what Chad was referring to is return to the mean and statistics. So we use a part of math that's analogous to sports betting. In this particular case, NFL uh, betting. So you think in probabilities. And last year, double-digit dog in the division covered 80% of the time, 50% of the time last year. This year is kind of like a return to the mean on double-digit dogs. It's almost been like 90%. You got to look it up. Maybe one game could have been where the double-digit dog in the division didn't cover. I think it was like Houston or something. Uh if you recall, what led you, you have it on the back, what led you to pick Kansas City? And why didn't you go with a dog in this situation? I just, uh, you know, just, you know, kind of overvalued, I think, Kansas City here at home. Right. I think, you know, I just thought that they would be able to score enough points and that, you know, Denver would just, you know, offense has just been, you know, so, um, you know, so terrible all year long. Um, but you know, I think you know Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You know, I think, right. I mean, he he was due to do something. He had um, an I, attitude too. He has a lot of anger. He laid somebody out too. They should have called him. I mean, they, now what happened with the safety and the Buffalo? They will call him. But he did a blindside block or a blindside tackle where he laid a guy out. So he has a lot of anger about what's yeah. going on this season. Like you said, he has a lot of pride. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, so. So that's that game. That that pick on my side on the total. Uh, yeah, two bad picks for me. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at around four. So last week I could have had 70%. Uh, Miami under 42. I think that's a bad pick. I think what goes on earlier in the season is not going to go on late. Miami, four-game losing streak. McDaniel's a smart kid. 
going against the evil empire, right? Uh, we got the Miami plus four. Under 42, again, the average score of an NFL game is 45 points. So similar to, I think, another game we'll get into, uh, 42 points is just too low. And that game ended up being, so that's bad pick. So that's my fifth bad pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that number is way too low, man. 41, Dolphins team, that's been a really good over team. You know they were kind of due to score points, offensive-minded head coach. And you know Belichick going into a game like that knows, shit, I got to score some points here. Um, you know, and whether and it was like 55-degree day in New England, I mean, it was beautiful weather. Um, so, yeah, I mean, right. this game was going over. Um, it was going to squeak over late no matter how you how you played it. Yeah, it didn't matter that Miami has a backup quarterback because we talked about, again, another math thing we use is marginal utility. There's not a big drop-off, believe it or not. On the average, yes, there's better players than other. I'd rather have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers than uh, Tua, right? But on average, these guys are about the same. So the fact that the backup, Bridgewater and then the other backup, uh, the guy used to be at Kansas State. Those guys can plug and play, right? We get Purdy and whatever his name is. That remember Don Benson was talking about him. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Talking about Purdy, he knows, knows him and everything at Rams yep. <laughs> training camp. <laughs> uh-huh. He said, you know, let's plug and play with uh San Francisco. Plug and play. Speaking of the Niners, minus 10 was just too many points. That was a bad pick. So we're going on. I'm back to seven bad picks. Uh, I don't think the 49ers were going to cover that. I think uh, maybe you were right on that one. We were wrong. Uh, against the Raiders, Raiders playing for pride. Really what happened is, the, you know, the Raiders ran out of players. And they killed in the fourth quarter. San Francisco is kind of coasting. They're pretty, they have the division pretty much wrapped up. They're trying to get some home games in the playoffs. And the Raiders needed to win badly at home. Uh, the Raiders playing them tough. So minus 10 was a bad pick. And then my eighth bad pick. It's like all of these have been bad picks. I could have had a really good day if I would have executed. Uh, the total 41 was a bad pick again, right? Similar to the Miami New England game, the average score of, of an NFL game is 45. This game was priced at 41.5. So both of those lower price game, the real number was higher, right? Because the average score of a game is 45. So to know and not to do is not to know. So I really have to know that, have it more down. I'll put more money in my pocket. So that's my seventh bad pick of the week. Yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, so I I, I luckily last second switched to the over here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the okay. biggest factors for me was, like, yeah, the number Josh just spoke of, 41. You got a low number. You got two offensive-minded head coaches. And right. you got an indoor-controlled environment. Um, that's the trifecta. That's the overall. Yeah, that's yeah. the trifecta. So, I was able to get that over, but then, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you, Josh. Everything you said, I agree with it, man. Uh, that's a bad pick. San Francisco minus 10, uh, way too many points. 
in Las Vegas. They got Stidham in there. Um, you know, so right. Dan Stidham, I feel like have a good relationship from New England. So, you know, he, he you know, Stidham has to be competitive in that start for McDaniels, you know, for everyone to look, you know, um, right. you know, if they just get blown out, you know, it's like, what, you know, it's like, everyone's going to be all Stidham, you know? So I, I think that, that starting Stidham in that first game um, with the bench and Derek Carr, I think led, uh, you know, them to, to, you know, that they, they were going to compete and cover a, a big number like 10. I mean, a double digit spread in the NFL game is, is, you know, that's a 20 point spread in a college game. So. Um, and yeah, on the road too, right? Yeah. Road fevers minus 10. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So yeah, that's that's a bad. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, you know, that's why we do better when we have all three people on the podcast. Jason too, right? Because uh, it helps you think through the games better. This is just a lot of information kind of go through, but we still ended up doing very well, professional level, at sixty three percent. We got three sides of the bet with Seattle. Plus one ten, that the money line at home really that same philosophy, that home dog on a holiday weekend, home dog on a holiday weekend, professional team man, come on, right? That was a bad pick, but we did a good pick with Seattle, Green Bay. We had got them on the money line, again my bad pick. I have like, like I'm up to ten bad picks. It's all all of them that we got wrong were almost bad picks. Uh, should have known better. Could have had a lot more money. Ten times nine fifty. I could have had ninety five hundred dollars more. Almost a cent. Uh, under forty eight. Thank you. It was going over all day. Two offensive minded guys. Two Andy Reid guys. Before and Kevin O'Connell from San Diego, California. What do you think about that game, Chad? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you, man. It, uh, low, we had, you know, four, four, I mean, this one was 47, 48, a little bit bigger number here, but, um, I mean, it was a low scoring game. Uh, you know, this one I, I, I could say is one that's maybe had the most little bit of luck factor in it. Um, but yeah, man, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got an offensive coach, you know, um, it, well, is the Minnesota's new coach an offensive guy? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll share the screen here because I was looking at Wikipedia right now. Because I mean, Kevin O'Connell, quarterback, San Diego State. He was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. What kind of a guy is born in Knoxville, Tennessee? Because his dad was a coach at the University of Tennessee. So his dad's a coach. Uh, did you guys ever play La Costa Canyon, the Carlsbad? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Uh, yeah, he was there. He's 37, so he's a little bit before you. And then he goes to San Diego State when I had season tickets, 2003 to 2007. Uh, picked it, I was picked in the third round, played for the Patriots. Played, you know, he played a while in the NFL. He played a good six years in the NFL. Then after that, he becomes, uh, you know, right here is where it's relevant to us because that's where he – uh, he's been with Shanahan a while, right? He was with Shanahan. Shanahan, his dad went to Super Bowl. Mentored by Andy Reid and John Gruden. So, again, corporate governance is what we use. Get inefficiencies. So we see where his lineage comes from. 
Remember, he was the offensive coordinator for your Los Angeles Rams. They won the Super Bowl. But you know he's a fake coordinator because McVay is really the real coordinator. <laughs> right? So that's why he's a as a head coach, he's really an offensive coordinator. Is he wants to call the plays finally, right? He can only suggest stuff at the Wednesday meetings with uh McVay. Now he can call what he wants, right? Yeah, so that's Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I think that's a bad pick there, man. You got two offensive yeah. coaches. Um, you know, you got you know, a division game late in the year with one team that's kind of already wrapped it up and a team that's fighting for their life. Um, you know, I think that's kind of a recipe for an over for sure. Right. And I got I got to make sure, but I think I might have the Denver Broncos offensive coordinator wrong. I think the offensive coordinator is Clay Kubiak. Same guy like LaFleur, Mike LaFleur. Mike LaFleur is the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. It's all the same guy, really. Dad was an NFL coach and ties to Andy Reid. <laughs> they all about do the same thing. All right, last two we got wrong. We didn't get them wrong. Rams plus seven. Rams were playing well. Uh, Chargers are a cheap team, depleted team. Um, I'm suspicious about that game, right, because there's money involved. Chargers need to sell tickets. Uh the Chargers owe money. <laughs> Rams a bad year. They get blown out, but it was a close at halftime. And we pushed the over 41. So basically got that right. Uh, Rams last seven. I don't know. Bad pick or bad luck, Chad? Man, I, like you said, I, I, don't, I mean, I like the Rams getting the seven points at home after what they did last week. Against right. a Chargers team who clinched the playoffs last week and is a cheap owned team, I mean the logic checked out to me and still does. This game, I can't really make sense right. of how it went down the way it did. It doesn't make sense to me. No, remember for U.S. integrity, they and they monitor things. People know stuff, especially now with satellites, movements and prediction of movements, motion. Eight uh, percent of the plays in the NFL are rigged. Scientific, statistically. And then you have guys like Mile Austin being banned for a year, Jerry Judy banned for a year for gambling and manipulating plays in the NFL. So the last one we got wrong, I think the last one we got wrong, in my humble opinion, is the epitome of bad luck. So when you think in probabilities, in probability theory, there's a 20% luck factor. So the only certainty, right? Only certainty is up to 80%, right? So the Monday night game, there was an 80% chance that nobody was going to have cardiac arrest, right? There was an 80% chance that wasn't going to happen, right? But it did, right? And that's bad luck, really. 20% bad luck. That's what I think the Baltimore pick was. You have a defensive... Uh, Veteran defensive coordinator against a young quarterback. Uh, really, Baltimore has a has a lead all game long. Uh, they have the ball with four minutes left. And Greg Roman, that's why everybody hates Greg Roman, because he does things like that. Uh, your veteran co coordinator making $3 million a year. How about giving some plays with four minutes left in the fourth quarter? And that's the other question I have. Two things, two questions for you, Chad. Yeah, coordinator, you're paying him $3 million a year 
four minutes left in the game. Shouldn't he have some plays around the clock, right? That's number one. Number two, what? why do you have a big offensive line and preach running the ball? You're the hardball family, and you can't wear defense down by the fourth quarter. What's going on here? Explain that to me, Chad. You're a football guy. You play football. Uh, you do football. Screen with NFL guys. You know this. Yeah, this is Wait, just bad. This game's bad luck, man. I, I, the Ravens had it. It was in the bag. I mean, Pittsburgh is just, you know, they're they're kind of turned the corner this year. But I mean, their seasons. I mean, their seasons pretty much coming to an end. Um, it's a it's a game that Baltimore needs, you know, to compete in the division, you get themselves a higher seed. I mean, that game meant a lot more to Baltimore than it did Pittsburgh. Um, and yeah, they just, uh, you know, could not could not get it done. And I, I mean, it's, it, you know, we're, we're one first down away, you know. No, yeah, and it's and they had the most experienced quarterback, right, Huntley? Uh, I was disappointed the way Huntley played too. He he knows that he played better at Utah. There was playing that Sunday night, and I know he's hurt or whatever. Uh, but again, marginal utility. If the man's hurt, don't throw him out there. Put in the third string, man. It's not like it's a complicated offense. It's RPO college offense, right? Uh, you can throw in the third string in there. It would have done better than Huntley did. What, 10 points? Because Pittsburgh's defense really has, has been like, and I know this game is different because it's a rivalry game, Super Bowl winning coaching. And again, Tomlin, veteran coach, they have things in their back pocket until the end of the season and into the playoffs. A lot of these young coaches like McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, have, for lack of a better word or lack of better phraseology, they've blown their load early. And they're getting caught now with, without having things in their back pocket. They can spring on people, like old coaches like Belichick and Carroll do. So you have to do this. You have to humble yourself. You have to embarrass yourself. You have to humiliate yourself. So somebody else doesn't do it. <laughs> you got to do it to yourself. You got to feel it. You got to feel the pain. Your daddy's knows best. We're supposed to have all the answers. So when you don't, you got to challenge yourself. You got to convict yourself and you got to feel the pain, like the Greeks say, that the more pain you have, the more intelligent you are. I say the more intelligent you can be if you go through this process and you really feel it, you're really honest with yourself, because then that makes you smarter, because you don't want to do that again. You don't want to burn your hand on the hot stove. You want to avoid it, unless you're super depressed and are self-destructive. And that's for your therapist. <laughs> to do something intentionally, right? When I was growing up, my mom said that is what is sin is doing something bad that you know is bad intentionally over and over again. That's sin. <laughs> so you kind of check your thinking that way as well. So final thoughts, Chad, man. Final Hawthorne effect. Remember last year, like, man, I need to be on the Hawthorne effect, man. This is a good process, good life process. Good business process, right? To sharpen your thinking, to think. I'm a big believer, big practice of thinking in probabilities, analyzing things, and then coming back, right? Self-scouting like you do in football. You self-scout yourself. You learn. You never stop learning in life. Life never stops teaching. Final words of Hawthorne Effect, Chad. Thank you so much, man, all year. We're able yeah, to be consistent, man. Yeah. Throwing the 18 out, out there. Yeah, man. Uh, 
Good stuff, man. Really, really, this stuff really, I noticed a huge difference from a week. I'm busy and I don't get to it. And when I do get to it, you know, when I am here, my thinking's clear, my percentages are better. So, I mean, it directly correlates statistically. So, I mean, I'm, I, uh, it's a, it's a great process to use in every aspect of your life, not just sports betting. Um, and I mean, it's, it's good, it's good practice overall and a good thing to learn and really good for self-reflection and stuff like that. And, um, you know, understanding we're not always right, man. People, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to mess up. It's okay exactly. to say, I messed up. I'm sorry, or I was wrong, and I'm going to be better. I'm going to learn from that, and I'm going to grow from that. You know, when people think they're never wrong, and they can't be wrong, and they can't take criticism, exactly. they can't listen. I mean, those type of people don't get anywhere in life. Those aren't the people you want to do right. business with, have around you as friends, um, you know. Right. And, and, you know, so, I mean, being able to look yourself in the mirror is a great process, um, for life in every aspect in your relationships, you know, with your significant other, your friends, your family. Um, yeah. And the more you can honestly evaluate how you handle those situations, you know, and, and you know, and uh, man, was I out of line? Yeah, I might've been out of line. I might owe that person an apology. You know, I, I, my Hawthorne effect is I was a, being a dickhead and I need to apologize, you know, and being able to, being able to, to do that is going to help you manage relationships um, and, and manage, you know, just happiness and manage, you know, your, your, your life overall and keep, you know, keep everything, um, you know, balanced and, and, um, you know, on the up and up, you know, that probably, you know, that probability is going to increase. You're going to have more successful relationships, just like you're going to have more successful bets. You're going to have a more successful financial life. You're going to have, you know, all these success, you know, it's, it's going to directly correlate statistically to those things. So it, it's an important practice, you know, it's, it's more than just sports betting. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's a gift that sports get betting gives you. Because you have a result. You either cash your ticket or you didn't. Very clear cut. So in business, you give one, you get ten back. It's not religion or philanthropy. And I mean, I've been watching football for 43, 44 years. Chad has played football. He's been watching football for probably 20, 22, 23 years. <laughs> no. His brother's playing high-level football par five. I think I, I played for like 17 seasons, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we leverage that so you don't have to pay Action Sports $1,000. Listen to what we say. If you're going to take our picks, take each pick individually. There's an 80% chance you're going to have more money than when you started with, right? Uh, otherwise, you're putting more variables in the pot that lessens your ability to get the result you want. However, you don't have to pay extra sports $1,000. We do enough research. And like Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost $800. And that goes to her. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just shaking the word. That's why.